باشین فایشنه Clytus, I'm bored What plaything can you offer me today? If you get into this mood with this picture, I was laughing That's a strangely entertaining and amusing experience If you can stop blinking and of course take your fingers out of your ears Part 1 Still, the big noble deaths This past weekend, at the time of recording Saw the release of Avengers Endgame in theaters And the longest battle ever filmed on the latest episode of Game of Thrones The Long Night The former offers two big heroic deaths The latest in a long line of cinematic heroic deaths The latter offers a handful of named characters dying But leaves a lot more alive And, as much as I railed against the cliched heroic deaths here last week I'm tempted to say that both of these things Avengers Endgame and Game of Thrones The Long Night could have actually used more named characters dying because their epic scale and narrative setup practically demanded it. Game of Thrones in particular has never been a series that suggested a happy ending is possible for any of these characters. When Miss and they and Grey Worm talk about their future together, this is Hollywood code for one or both of these characters will be dead in the upcoming battle. When Brienne of Tarth finally gets to become a knight despite being a woman, this is Hollywood code for her journey has ended, she's going to die in the upcoming battle. Theon and Jorah are on the verge of forgiveness and redemption, so they're going to die in the upcoming battle. And in these two cases, they do. The narrative momentum meets its logical conclusion. Preferably, we don't depend so much on a heroic sacrifice for drama. It's classic, but it's cliched. But if your first season twist is that the noble hero cannot win, the final season twist really shouldn't be that all or most of the heroes get to live. You're swinging too far in the other direction. If your part one twist was that half of all life dies, you still need some deaths at the end of part two, and not just nameless bad guys who might have been manipulated into this fight, just like Nebula and Gamora, who we've seen be capable of significant change. The epics get bigger, the body count gets bigger, which isn't all bad. But you need to know what's coming, and I don't mean spoilers, I mean the tone. I talked last week about the Magician's Finale, a show where prior major dead characters have recovered, sort of is not the show where four seasons in you go for the permanent death to shake things up. You want death to be an option, you Ned Stark this shit in season one. You don't Quentin Coldwater it in season four. If you have epic battles with innumerable heroes and villains, people need to die, people need to be wounded, but also... Part two. I prefer my time travel messier. If your plot is going to revolve around time travel, it's nice that one little glitch in the plan sets up a climax no one expects, except for Doctor Strange. But the Ancient One tells Bruce that taking her stone means her timeline doesn't have it anymore. On the one hand, in Timelines Don't Mix Avengers World, not Bruce's problem. But also, if every choice makes a new timeline, Ancient One should find some magic travel route to Morag and get herself another stone to defend the Earth already. On the other hand... Then getting the stones back at the end of the film means Thanos still gets them all five years ago, still kills half of everybody, traumatizes the other half, and everyone lives in a fucked up PTSD universe because Tony Stark had a kid? If the timelines don't mix, then Endgame Thanos' arrival and death does not negate Infinity War Thanos' actions. What kind of bullshit time travel strategy is that? Don't get me wrong. The film mostly remains consistent on this one. We are following one timeline infringing on a few others. That Cap puts the stones back in the end means those other timelines probably have to deal with Thanos in the original snap, but hey, that's their problem. But then the film wants to have its cake and eat it too. Cap doesn't return from the past. Instead, he remains behind to live a life with Peggy, which is sweet and all, but did this new past Cap get depowered? Did he have his super strength and just sit around living a regular life and resist the urge to save the world? Maybe if he warned the world about Thanos ahead of time, the original snap never would have happened. 
Maybe if he found Captain Marvel in the 90s, Thanos never would have had even one Infinity Stone, let alone all six. I mean, if, in this timeline, Cap can go backward and stay there, then the timeline is pretty fucking malleable. Or, alternatively, Cap always goes back, always stays, and all the timelines are pretty much identical. So why doesn't Tony just steal Morgan from another timeline a la Peter Bishop or take his own Morgan back in time as he goes to stop Thanos because she's not going to get erased Marty McFly style, obviously, because Nebula certainly didn't. I like a finite loop. Your Terminator, the first one. Your Time Crimes, your Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. The film version of Twelve Monkeys. Or a really messy loop. Interestingly, the television version of Twelve Monkeys where you can alter time, but time doesn't like it, and that shit will catch up to you and make things worse. The time heist at the center of Endgame is a wonderful thing. Go borrow the stones without anyone noticing and return them later like Napoleon, Lincoln, Joan, Billy, Socrates, Freud, Genghis, or Beethoven. Or steal them, and, you know, just keep them now so no one has them back then, like Ted Theodore Logan's dad's keys. For that matter... Doctor Strange says only one timeline beats Thanos. If this one is it, then your heist doesn't need to be that secretive as long as it can be successful. Those other timelines don't need the stones at all, and don't need them returned, because they're all going to fail in the end anyway. Or, there will be 14 million different timelines all running some other kind of heist on one another and the multiverse falls apart. Here's the real plan. Step 1. Go back in time to get more PIM particles because that is basic as fuck and when these Avenger geniuses only come up with it as an afterthought because once again they failed, it's a little sad. Step 2. Time travel into 14 million timelines, take all of their Infinity Stones, and build your suit of armor around the world out of 84 Infinity Stones. Step 3. Profit. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, Are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a Mandalorian! Why would you create such an abomination? This is the weapon of the coward. The, uh, stuff that dreams are made of. Why is it that the movie begins with such vast ideas and ends Cut. in such small cliches? That's a wrap. It's over, Johnny. It's over! Nothing is over! Nothing! You're still here? You just don't turn it off! It's over. Go home. Go.